welcome to the Amiga Disciple Makers course, a course I've put together for some years uh, to make practical disciples out in the marketplace um, and to do what Jesus did. Um, today I'm looking at um, the, the basics uh, of the Christian life, uh, foundation basics, and uh, it's in my level one book, uh, chapter three, and in there are seven different um, topics which we talk about. And Paul talks about, and um, Paul or Barnabas, whoever wrote Hebrews, uh, they mentioned the various basics, uh, baptism, um, laying on of hands, judgment, and so on. Everybody argues about them, and they should be teachers, but they still carry on arguing. And, and it's because of ignorance, not knowing the Bible, not reading the Bible. And so this course is about just establishing quite clearly what these things are so we can move on and become mature. And at the moment, we are looking at, in chapter 3, number 2 is Repentance on page 45 of my book, which I've had printed, and it is uh, currently available on the, my website, omegadmc.coza. Uh, and, um, yeah, as well as many other um, wonderful um, uh, stories and things of miracles and healing and, and so on, as one matures in the Christian faith, these things are all possible. And... Uh, that's why I put that website out and these books just to prove that uh, God is still alive, there is a God, and we are able to do what Jesus did. Anyway, today, repentance, number two, second topic. What is the meaning of repentance? Um, I think that's a good question. And from the Greek, it's to feel remorse, to be contrite, to have a deep sense of regret and guilt for misdeeds. Um, many of us think we are good people. Uh, and as I've said in salvation, but uh, you know, we, we slander and we condemn and we judge and we do a lot of other things. We tell little white lies and and so on. And, and these are none of God, you know. They, they and, and only when we we come to a saving faith that we realise this is, you know, we thought we were good, but really we weren't. So the issue is, why must we repent? Well, John the Baptist came in uh, and baptizing in the desert, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So, um, and repentance is all about being ashamed of our past life and publicly confessing our guilt before God. Repentance requires a confession with our mouth and um, an action which symbolizes our repentance. So, in, that's in Romans 10. In, in Luke 24, 47, we say, well, how is this done and who, who do we speak to and who's our mediator? We see repentance and forgiveness of sins are preached in the name of Jesus to uh, all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Peter said when preaching to the crowd, he told them what to do, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, whatever they are. Whatever they are, they could have been maybe... Not murder, but or stealing, or immorality, adultery, uh, Im immorality. There's a lot of things that we can do which are really not correct and uh, are not in God's uh, command of, of loving one another. So, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is only in and through the name of Jesus our confession is heard in heaven and whom we are baptized. So we call on the name of Jesus. And we'll see that uh, in baptism, people call on the name of Jesus when they are being baptized. <coughs> so, repentance. How can you prove that you've repented? Can, can you prove it in Acts 26, 20? When one is saved, repentance will be evident through one's actions. 
Paul said, first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and all Judea, I preach they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. Our intentions and actions will show that we have changed. In other words, there must be a change. Our life will be about the good we can do and not the hurt and the bad things we used to do. John the Baptist put it quite differently when they asked him. He said, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. And so what are these fruits? He said, what should they do? He gave a very practical advice. If anyone does not have a cloak, and you have two, give them one. To the tax collectors, he said, do not exact more money than is necessary. And this would prove that you have changed, that God's spirit resides in you. That is in Matthew 3, verse 8. Jesus said, if someone sins against you seven times a day and seven times come back and says to you, I repent, forgive them. The same principle applies to us. God will forgive our sins if we repent as well. And he gave us a figure of seven times 70. Seven times 70 is a lot. If you imagine 70 times 70 times 70 that way, or 70 times 7, 490, and that's on a daily basis. So we are asked to, um, to forgive others if they repent, if they say they're sorry. Uh, and that's the way God treats us as well. As long as we come back to God and say, look, Father God, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do this. Whatever it is, please help me. So is it good enough to say I'm sorry? We often forget to do not realize the damage and pain and suffering we have caused others and grieve the Holy Spirit by doing so. When we do not act in love, because God's Holy Spirit is all about love. Paul tells us, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. That's in 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10. It is not good enough to feel sad, but that our whole being and name a manner realize truly how sinful we are. Rather, there's being truly sorry for our actions and doing a U-turn in a sense and staying away from the old life. This is different from remorse. Criminals, when caught for their sins, have remorse because they were caught. This is not sorrow for that one wrong, but sorrow for themselves because they were found out. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, 3. What this means is that we realize there is no good thing in us, that we can never be good enough to qualify for entering heaven. And we must realize that we are poor in spiritual terms. When we realize this, it will cause us to focus on the kingdom of God and teaching of Jesus, which will help direct our path in a dark world controlled by evil. And then Jesus' warning to the churches in Revelation, he says, Repent and remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lamp stand from its place. Those who I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. That's in Revelation 3.19. I think the thing is this, that uh, as we saw that salvation is an ongoing work, I think repentance is also an ongoing work. So if we look at it this way, that if we truly repent when we come to Christ, then all our past sins are forgiven, Okay. But that doesn't mean that if I sin tomorrow, I'm forgiven. No, because tomorrow is another day. And then again, it's repentance. But this time, the repentance will be for something different. You know, maybe uh, it won't be the same things we did before. Because you know, the Bible says that those who are born again in 1 Peter 3, 8 and 3, 9, 
cannot sin deliberately. They cannot. Your conscience is renewed. And now, of course, now you will know before you even open your mouth, when the, even when a thought arises in your mouth, then you will be convinced and convicted. This thought is not right. Don't let it come out of your mouth or don't let your arms or your hands or whatever to do it. And Jesus gave us a, a, a way out in, in the Our Father prayer. He, he gave us an, a, a way out in this sense that when we, when we pray the Our Father prayer and we say, Father, forgive Forgive me for my sins, but then as I forgive others. And very important to understand that God will forgive us. So, so soon as we soon as we confess our sins, that's repentance. We're confessing our sins, say, Lord, I missed it today, or I didn't do so well, or I was rude to this beggar, or whatever. I was un a bit unloving to my boss, or my wife, or my husband. Then God will forgive us, but he adds a, a rider on it, a condition. He says, um, and forgive my sins as I forgive others. So Jesus tells us very clearly in Matthew 6 that we also have to forgive others. That's part of the deal that we will be forgiven. We can repent. So, But if we don't repent, then we've got an issue. Then we've got a real problem. So we have to, in our repentance, we, we, we need to really mean that and, uh, and not forget about it. It should grieve the Spirit of God. If God's Spirit is in us, it will grieve God's Spirit within us. And we need to repent of whatever that sin was or whatever that thought was. You know, Jesus said, if you look at somebody lustfully, you've committed adultery. So, you know, these days there's so much temptation all over the place. And you might see something on television that causes you possibly to lust or whatever. Or it might enter you. And, you know, and then you just say, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, God knows that already. He knows that. But we just have to voice it out and say, Father, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And, of course, once we do that, we are forgiven provided that if anybody else has also hurt us during the day, your boss, your wife, your anybody, uh, we forgive them. And so I just pray that uh, this little topic on repentance will just help you on your way to becoming a true disciple of Jesus. Uh, Arthur Dilley, signing off. God bless.